Hey, welcome to Playing for Keeps, the show where we take a deep dive into dating, love, relationships, sex, and attachment theory. Your host, DJ, will be hosting Dating Chronicles, where she has guests come on the show and give a funny, crazy, or romantic dating story. Tune in if you need a laugh, hear something romantic, or maybe hear someone else's experience to help you grow in your relationship journey. Hey everybody, it's your girl DJ with Plan for Keeps Podcast, and today I have a special guest for Dating Chronicles. Her name is Gail Marie. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. How are you? I am doing well. I appreciate you coming on last minute. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. No, most definitely. So where are you talking to us from? Uh, Right now I'm in Dubai, United Arab Emirates. Oh, how is it over there? Everybody talks about Dubai. It's like the vacation spot. Yeah, I mean, it really is. It does live up to like a reputation. It's like a lot of nightlife, a lot of nice beaches, really nice malls. Um, It is a party city. It's a little bit calmer now because of COVID and Corona and whatnot, but um, it does live up to its reputation. I really like living out here. Oh, that's a bet. I want to go out there one day just to try it out. I've never been. How long have you been out there, if you don't mind me asking? Um, this is my second year out here. Second oh, that's year, yeah. dope. That is dope. Okay. Um, so what projects do you have going on? How is, how is your week? It's Friday today. How is your week? <laughs> so um, our week actually runs Sunday to Thursday. So this is my weekend. Oh, yeah, my. We get Friday off. Friday is like their day for prayer. So um, I'm in the middle of my weekend. So today was great. Oh, awesome. <laughs> But as far as um, projects are concerned, I just started a podcast um, over the summer with one of my friends out here. It's called We're Not Here to Argue. We just finished our first season. So very, very proud of that. And I'm looking forward to, you know, continuing on and recording, starting again at the top of 2021. Yeah, that's dope. Awesome. Awesome. So a little bit about the podcast. Tell us a little bit about what it's about. So it's me. Um, and my friend Mo. Mo is a Sudanese guy. He's like about like, almost a decade younger than me. And um, we actually met on Tinder, like in a really, really random way, started this podcast. So, wow. um, <laughs> so um, we talk about uh, being living outside of, you know, our home countries. He's from, he lives in Saudi. I'm from the U.S., obviously. Talk about culture shock and identity and like fi- basically finding your way because both of him and I live a life that's not necessarily um, quote unquote ordinary. We kind of took a jump into the unknown. So we discuss those types of things. In addition to the topics that we argue about or not <laughs> argue about, <laughs> because we do have like very different um, upbringings and whatnot. So yeah, and points of view. Got you. That sounds super interesting. You gotta check it out. Definitely, I definitely do. Okay, um, so you are here for Dating Chronicles, where you give a funny, crazy, or romantic dating story. Oh, Could you I tell love us? Romantic. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have for us today? Okay, so um, it's a story. It was about a three-month dating experience that I had um, back when I lived in Washington D.C. Okay. So it was like the early 2010s. Um, I was a teacher at that time, and I met a guy online, as we do nowadays. Um, He kind of swept me off my feet the first date or so. 
um, tall, like real tall, uh, dark. He was handsome, good dresser. Um, I was really, really hooked, you know, the first couple of dates. Um, but then I kind of realized like nothing was adding up really. Um, which, you know, we all get those little flags there, but I was like, uh, I'm happy. I'm going to go along with this. I'm not married to the guy. Right. Um, but then it takes like a turn when, um, you know, you build trust with someone, but it's only a month and I'm learning better by now. He asked me for some money and I didn't hesitate. And it was a good amount of money. I didn't hesitate. And so um, I looked at him. I remember the moment. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, I have it. You know, I'm supporting you. And I said, are you a sociopath? And he looked at me and he didn't say no. He just got like defensive. Like, why would you say something like that? I'm like, no, never mind. So I gave him the money. Um, over the next couple of months, he asked for money here and there. I'll pick him up from work and take him different places. <laughs> uh, what I found out was work. Um, we would go out and everything like that, but most of the time it was me paying for things. Okay. Um, I noticed that sometimes like, uh, things would come up missing, like electronics, um, money. Yes. Okay. He leaves my car sometimes. Like for one example, he used my car once and I kept my, my iPod in the, um, the console and it was just gone. I was like, Hmm, how did that happen? But long story short, um, he, I, I was on a trip. I was a teacher, so I was on a school trip, and one of my coworkers was like, well, where'd you meet him? I was telling her about him. I said, oh, I met him online. She's like, did you Google him? I said, no, I didn't Google him. I Googled him. We Googled him right, th Googled him right there and there. This man had a full blog about, or a woman had put out a blog about the way, about him and how what? he's a sociopath, and that he jumps all over the country taking advantage of women. And so she was like, share your story. And so I was in shock because I see his picture there. It's his name. Turned out he had three baby moms and told me about one, but three different women. He was in the military, but he was dishonorably discharged. Not that he told me. Um, and it was a mess because I remember <laughs> Memorial Day fell around the time that we um, were dating and he did this whole big social media um, <laughs> posts about the military and his da 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 all lies, wow. all lies. He had a couple of domestics, unfortunately. Um, he doesn't take care of his kids. Um, he doesn't have a job. He doesn't have a degree. Um, and yeah, basically he goes and, you know, when you're a sociopath, like you don't have any type of emotion or empathy or anything right. like that. It's all about self. They're very charming. They're very, um, uh, they're very charming. They're very just persuasive, right? Yeah. And so, you know, afterwards, I started looking to why I would be attracted to somebody like that. You know, um, not to jump ahead, but long, but also I'll get to that later. But <laughs> um, yeah, so I found out that 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 was him. I shared my story, um, and the woman who did the uh, the blog, she reached back out to me, and we, you know, spoke um, about like basically the commonalities. Um, I instantly blocked him on everything because um, I was scared because there was one situation where a woman tried to get away from him and she, you know, it got physical. So for me, I'm like, I'm not even trying to go there. Let me just cut it dry. I mean, so I did. So it, so it ended, I was in shock and I was upset, but I ended it quickly just for safety. I'm like, I've been a fool. Let me not continue to be a fool. Um, 
Unfortunately, he had, unbeknownst to me at that time, taken one of my credit cards and charged of $3,000. And I kind of had to just eat that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but again, like I was saying, I um, kind of looked into why I'll be attracted to somebody like that. Um, I have been going through like a really tough time. I just lost my father the summer before. Yeah. Um, it's kind of feeling like codependent. You know, yeah. when you're a codependent person, you look for somebody to take care of. And I'm not going to say his name because he actually sued the people with the blog and got it taken down. But that guy was someone who wanted somebody to take care of him. And as me, a codependent, okay, you want me to take care of you? I'm going to take care of you. But he takes advantage of it. Right. Um, so, I mean, you live and you learn. I'm not even mad about it, honestly. I did see him actually... Um, I was in Chinatown in downtown DC one day. I was walking out of the movie theater and I looked to my right and I look up because he's super tall and I'm like, that's the sociopath. I said, look, Ashley, that's the sociopath. Oh, wow. <laughs> my friend, Ashley, he heard me and he kind of like looked straight ahead, but he's with some other girl. And I'm like, oh, I see what's happening. He, I know he heard me, you know, somebody knows, but I didn't even feel no type of way. So that's my crazy dating story. <laughs> so let me back up a little bit. Sorry, I just he, no, you're no, you're good. No, thank okay. you. So the first question. So when you first when he first asked you for money, you straight up asked him, "Are you a sociopath? What what in, what stirred that into your intuition to ask him that, or did something happen, or did a thought come to your mind? Like, it, I mean, it was my intuition, my gut. Like I am. There, I've always been interested in like mental illness and um, sociopathy and things of that nature, and like specifically reading about it. And so I was, like I said, I was picking up on things like, for example, he had like 2,000 DVDs all immaculately, immaculately um, organized in his apartment. That's mm -hmm. a very OCD characteristic. And so I picked up on that. Um, the way that his stories weren't adding up, but he just lied like it was nothing you know and kind of almost you know would gaslight me to make me feel like I'm crazy right so when I'm with him you know it's feeling good but when I go home and think about it I'm like I don't know it's not like me to give people money anybody money so so when I did it without hesitation I was like it's like those moments of clarity and so when I found out that he was it wasn't a shock. It was a shock to my system, but it was a shock, but I wasn't surprised. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. And codependency, um, like you said, you're into like, you know, psychology and stuff like that. Go into a little bit just about codependency. I know that's something that I kind of suffer from for myself. Like I tend to get with partners who quote-unquote need like nurturing and all of that stuff because it makes me feel good it makes me feel love um and I know that comes from for me personally more of like a childhood thing versus somebody passing away like in adulthood um did, have you have you experienced codependency before in other relationships would you say that's a part of your personality as well um I mean I, I basically codependency is exactly what you said. You know, you're, you feel your worth based on taking care of somebody else. Um, I am no longer codependent. You know, I've done the work to get past that. It comes, it's, it does stem from, you know, my young adulthood and my teenage years, having to 
really unfortunate. Like both my parents were ill, so I had to be the primary caretaker for them. And so when you spend so many years being the adult and not an adult, um, taking care of someone else, and then unfortunately both of those people were lost, I didn't know who I was. All I knew is who I am when I went and taking care of somebody else. Right. And so he kind of like easily fit that. He wasn't going to fight me. Like some men will run away when you start doing too much. They no. do. His narcissism and his sociopathy, like he was loving it. Because that's how he, what he wanted, somebody who wasn't going to ask questions. So, so, so codependent is exactly what you said, you know? Um, taking care of other people, um, you finding your worth through them, your identity through what you can do for the other person. If they're good, I'm good, which right. is not the way it's supposed to be. Right, right. What what kind of work did you do? I know for me, um, like you said, you did research. I did research. I'm still doing research and trying to just put certain things just in practice every day. For me, it's still a struggle. I, I can't even say I'm just all clear, not codependent. But um, it, what would you say you did or what research did you do to help you like just overcome that? Mm-hmm. That kind of hurdle, right? Yeah. I would say that um, I can't say that I'm 100% over it because it's something that's in you, you know, um, you're basically fighting what your nature is and putting in new practices, which are not automatic, you know, but I will say like, that was almost a decade ago. And it takes years and years of just basically work. I have been in therapy. Um, I do a lot of reading. I do a lot of journaling. Um, I go on Reddit. (laughs) Reddit is a really good resource (laughs) on different threads and like interact with people there. Um, actively do the unnatural so and make better choices okay so basically fight against my nature until it becomes automatic got you okay um what would you say is the hardest lesson you've had to learn within love and relationships and how do you apply it today in your relationships it all starts with you (laughs) you accept what you allow you accept what you allow at the end of the day um it's your choice to let certain people in your life and another and along with that i had to learn that what i thought was love that feeling was not love at all it was uh like a toxic like alarm that went off right mm-hmm. that made me think i love this person but for the longest time and i still struggled with it i thought oh this is what love feels like and so to kind of really come to terms with the fact that no actually your nature your a lot of automatic responses are not correct. You kind of like, Oh, do I even know who I am? Like, have I just been living in a lie? Like, you know, like you're questioning yourself, but that's the hardest lesson I've had to learn that it all starts with me and really checking my own um, behaviors. So let me go back to what you were just saying. So when you, when you talk about like what you, that feeling you thought was love and then it's not, would you say you get that feeling when things start moving fast? in a relationship in a way and that, that hard hit chemistry that you feel. Yeah. So what, so what feeling do you look for? Cause I know like they say, don't look for that hard hit chemistry, but then at the same time, I think because of what we're, t- I think what, like, I think I say this on every other podcast, we're all kind of taught that that codependent kind of relationship is everything, right? Like when two people are really on top of each other and, mm-hmm. You know, but it's it's not really healthy when you really look at it. So what type of chemical feelings do you look for, would you say? 
now? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, now I look for the absence of that feeling. Um, okay. That feeling now to, for me is like, oh, no. Instead of feeling like it feels good, right? But it really should be an indicator that you're doing, you're going in the wrong direction. Okay. Um, so, like I said, fighting against my nature to engage. Um, so I don't, I don't know what, I, I can't even tell you the answer because I have, I mean, I'm single. I haven't found it for myself yet, but I do know that that's not what it's supposed to be. Um, I do try to take things much, much slower. I thought, oh, I'm just going to fall in love fast. And right. no, <laughs> that's not, that's, so I was like, no, Gail, sorry. That's, that's not the way it's. Do you believe we can have both, like a balance, like, or do you believe now just everything that you've been through, like you think it's just, you know, you kind of just grow into it with somebody? Because I know some people be like, try to find both, try to find that balance. Like if it's hard hitting, it's too much. And if the person consumes you, then it's probably not the right direction to go. But if it's like a good balance of, I don't know. I know for me, it's just, I, it could just be my unhealthy side coming out, but it's hard for me to think like, damn, I can't feel anything, know, you know, know, like I can't feel I anything. I understand. I'm like, God, come on now. Like, right. Like, you know, can you be the one? I know I've only known him for a month, but can you just be the one? Can this right? be the exception? Right. Yeah, exactly. I have those conversations with myself, like, you know, um, but I have to, rem for me, I'm not saying it's not possible to have love at first sight. Yeah. But for me and my nature and knowing what I am, like who I am, I know that it's best for me to slow it down. Right. And if he can't understand the fact that I need to take things slow because I have, um, I don't want to say toxic, but I have uh, maladaptive coping mechanisms, I guess yeah, you could say. I like that. To, yeah. <laughs> so if he can't understand that I have to take it slow, um, then he's not for me. You know, and it's also just my therapist is I'm always talking to her about things she's like just like just wait and see what happens. I'm like trying to put things together. And we, she's like, no, you're just trying to orchestrate things. Just see what happens. Right. So for me, I just know I have to take it slow. Like, okay. and that's okay. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with that at all. Let me ask you one more question and see. Um, do you when you enter into a relationship, do you kind of forget that? Do you kind of forget that the per that person is also supposed to be impressing you? Like, do you go into relationships, um, just like I want to be that perfect girlfriend or I want to be that perfect per person, and then you forget in a way that you are also looking for a suitable partner? I know a lot of people sometimes, especially if they have codependency issues, they kind of have that issue. Do you have that issue, or would you say you don't have that issue? You also go in making sure that person is an ideal fit for you. I can say that I definitely um, have tried to be the perfect one, you know, and put aside my interests and dislikes for the sake of kind of like trying to mirror his and match his and not yeah. kind of, like I said, ignoring all the red flags and not realizing that it's a two way street. He should be um, somebody who is suitable for me as well. Now, um, do I still, like, I can say with confidence that because of so many years of self-work, and I'm not just talking a year or two years. If people, I'm not sure, um, people need to realize the work takes 
years and it takes a lot of falling down and getting back up and then falling again. Right. But I can say now with confidence, I can check myself when I get into that and pull it back. Mm-hmm. It's not easy, you know, cause I'm still going to do that. I'm still going to try to, but I can say no Gail. He needs to be coming to the table too with something. Right. Absolutely. He needs to be stepping up as well. You know, like don't ignore that he didn't um, text you back last night. Like, right. Let's address it. You know, like let's address <laughs> this right now because again, you accept what you allow. And I am um, at a place where I'm not just going to allow anyone to treat me like anything because, you know, I care about, I care for me more than anybody else now. I'm number one. You know, you can't put somebody ahead of you. That's not healthy. It's it's not healthy. And like you just said, what you you, um, allow is you're also showing that person how to treat you. And that's something I had to learn too. Um, You are showing that person how to treat you. And it it becomes like unconscious to the other person. Sometimes it's not even on purpose. You know what I'm saying? But what what you put out is what you get too. So, Um, okay, awesome. One more question. I keep thinking of stuff. If you could go back to 2010 or whatever to your younger self, what are three words you would tell yourself? Well, that's a very hard question. What would I tell myself? I would say um, trust your gut, honestly. Trust your gut. Trust yourself. Um, I didn't trust my initial instinct that this was something, something was wrong. And I actually, um, yeah, just trust myself. I actually was like, I remember even praying like, God, let this be the man for me and really believing that he was, but I kind of lied to myself, honestly. So just really trust your gut, trust yourself above all else. You know, what's good for you and what's not good for you. Right. Absolutely. I know all mine is love yourself. (laughs) Like I, because I put everybody before me and with me doing that, I show people how to treat me. So now I'd always think twice before putting other people before me because people think you so strong and you can carry so much. And in reality, they leave you in the, on the back burner. So yeah. We have to put ourselves as number one. Right. You know? And, it, and it's not bad and it doesn't make you, you're not selfish for it or anything like that. So that's something I'm reprogramming for myself. Yeah. So tell the audience where they can find you, Gail. Okay. So on the Instagram for um, my podcast is at not here to argue pod with underscores in between each word. Um, that's pretty much where you can find me. Uh, I'm sure you'll put it in the description box so people oh, yeah. can, you know, follow yeah. us on. Um, and hopefully, um, you know, we get our podcast running for season two soon. Can I have you on to join oh, us? No. Oh no, definitely. Yo, I will definitely be in attendance. You just reach out to me. I will. Um, I will. Yeah, and I want to thank all of the listeners for tuning in today. And until next time. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. If you like this podcast, please download and subscribe. If there's anything you would like to talk about in regards to relationships or would like to be a guest on the show to speak on relationships or get advice, you can always connect via social media at Playing for Keeps or email DJ at info at P, the number four, K, dating.com. Thank you for tuning in and bye for now.